Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. my angel friends. This is CJ Martis and you're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, April 19th. I hope everyone has had a, a at least a smooth week. I know that the energies have been very intense and um, all of that as far as uh, the energies that are coming in. I know everybody's going, whew, can we slow down? Um, but I don't know that we're going to get a reprieve from that, so we just have to be very uh, much surrendering, I think, right now to the flow of it. Tonight, I welcome uh, Mercedes Kirkle to the show to speak about some incredible experiences that she had with Mary Magdalene. Um, so she's going to be sharing her experiences, how Mary came to her, and a very important part of uh, Mary's message for all of us this evening. I have a couple of announcements before we get into the angel message, of course. Okay, so the paperback version of Angel Incarnate One Birth is now available. If you visit the Facebook page for the show, uh, there's a $2 off coupon or even a free one if you kind of dig around for it. Um, and I want to announce that I'll be participating as well as many other angel people all over the world with a free Connecting with Angels Telesummit that's going to run from May 1st to May 17th. If you go to my website, cjmartis.com, there's a link right there where you can learn more about it. A lot of the presenters are fantastic and giving away like free stuff for people. So I'm really excited about participating in that. So check that out if you love angels like I do and uh, see see what you can learn. And, and so everybody's just going to be teaching some incredible things as far as that goes. I have a couple of prayer requests. Certainly um, the most prominent one, of course, is my prayers tonight go out to those that have been affected by the violence in Boston and their families those down in Texas with the uh, terrible accident that was down there. And I'd like to also request some uh, prayers for a gal named Jennifer who is uh, dealing with some extreme lung issues and a mass. And so we ask that you send her prayers to her um, this evening for her recovery. I have a very short, inspiring story that I wanted to share with all of you this evening. It actually comes out of my hometown, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and, you know, I, I love this segment because it's my a way of talking about um, people who behave like angels. So this gentleman was working on his car. He was actually trying to be a good Samaritan to fix the power steering uh, for a friend's minivan when all of a sudden his jack slips and falls on him. Luckily, a guy down the block actually hears the crash, goes running with his own jack, how he knew to grab the jack and go. I have no idea. Maybe he saw him working on it before. But he gets this guy out from underneath the uh, car just in the nick of time, and he's expected to make a, a full recovery. So kudos to Michael, who was that angel to that person in need. And so without further ado, I know you guys, especially with this intense as the energy has been. Um, look forward to these angel messages where the seraphim share with us things that can very much help us to uh, make this kind of shift and transition at this time. So here's the angel message for the week of April 19th. Dear ones, this week the divine energy is all about the frequency of unity or oneness. It can be very easy for you to understand this concept as it relates to the external world around you. We know there's a deep sadness in the air right now because of the violent actions 
of a very few who still wish for fear to dominate your everyday life. Yet there can be a positive outcome even from such desperate actions. Whenever a tragedy occurs, it can bring out the best in people who will set aside their differences in order to come together toward a common goal of understanding and especially healing. When human beings are harmed in some way, it goes beyond your culture or your religion and it allows for more unity to arise. It's important to see that so much unity has come from these recent tragedies. This is the good that can come from what it can be a difficult thing to understand. What may not be as easy are the ways that you can become divided, though, within yourself. Fear is what creates, for certain, a division inside you that will keep you from who you truly are. But it is love which then creates wholeness and connection. When you are divided internally, you are not able to access all of your creative force, and that can make it much more difficult for you to reach your dreams or your goals. Take time to look at yourself this week. Are you able to live as your authentic self all of the time? Or do you hold often hold back due to your fears? What things can trigger your fears? Take time to make a list of things you fear doing and acknowledge where you are internally divided. Take time to nurture unity within yourself at a much deeper level this week, and it will help you to stay balanced and present fully in the current moment. Take time to consciously move with the vibration of unity as you encounter other people in your path this week. How can you embody connection and unity more with others? Try to see where other people struggle with their own unity. What does it look like in another person? What does it look like inside of you? Then ask yourself how you may be able to be a greater example to others of the unity and oneness energies by helping yourself. This week will not be as intense energetically as has been in recent weeks, so the flow of high frequencies will continue to steadily rise each each month in a way that has not been possible before now. Stay balanced as much as you can and take care of your needs, even when others make it especially significant demands of your time. Look for support and unity whenever possible. And remember that you do not need to feel guilty for allowing others to assist you. Know that we are only a thought away and we'll be here whenever you need us. And we are holding the divine light always for your continued growth and learning. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, you know, this week has been an intense week for everybody, and so I really appreciate the message this week about unity because myself, seeing how um, so many people come together when, when such tragic and terrible things happen, in our world and what I really appreciate also about the message is just saying that even we can't control the bad things that happen there are goods that come from the other spectrum because of it okay so I want to introduce my guest I've been very excited to have her on the show sharing her experiences because that's really what the show is about it's about wonderful information from the divine those angels in our life those powerful masters and beings such as Mary Magdalene that we're going to talk about this evening. Mercedes Kirkle is an author and spiritual growth facilitator who brings forth guidance from Mary Magdalene and other beings of light. Her channel messages are regularly published in the Sedona Journal of Emergence and the Light Circle e-zine as well as in her online newsletter entitled Into the Heart. All messages and practices are universal and not affiliated with any religion. But we're going to talk about that this evening. In July 2010, Mary Magdalene began coming to Mercedes Daily, giving extraordinary messages for humanity's evolution and spiritual growth. So I'm very happy to welcome Mercedes to the Angel Connection. Welcome, Mercedes. Thank you for joining me. Hi, CJ. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on because I'm always looking for those guests who I believe are powerfully clear channels and who bring forth something that is just, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm, as I'm <laughs> talking right this moment, which is always my spiritual confirmation. And so mm-hmm. there are so many different ways, obviously, and so many gifts that are awakening in people. But, you know, whenever I have guests on Mercedes, I, I guess I always start with having them just share a little bit about themselves, you know. So can you share a little bit with the listeners before we talk about 
uh, this experience that you had. Sure. Well, my story is a fairly long one because it really involves my whole life. And it's too much to tell here, so I'll just give the highlights. But I do tell the whole story in the book that I've put out um, with all of Mary's messages. Um, But it really started when I was very young. My earliest memory of a spiritual experience was when I was eight years old. And um, the one that I want to share with people right now is when I was 12 years old. And at the time, I was living in a Midwestern town um, and, you know, just a very ordinary life. And I started having visions of Jesus in the desert. And I had, in the vision, I was one of the people who was following him. And there was a gathering of about 100 people There was an inner circle, and I was not part of the inner circle, but I was part of the group that was traveling with him and there when he was doing his work and giving his teaching. And to put this in context, my family was Jewish, not Christian. And my family was really not religiously oriented at all. And so this was very much what I would call out of the blue. And... I never doubted it. I thought it was absolutely real, and I had this vision quite a few times, and I never told anyone about it. I didn't think my family would understand, and I didn't really know anyone else to talk to about it, so I just kept it to myself. And eventually, it receded into the background, and I more or less forgot about it, and I went on, but... From that point onward, I was very interested in spiritual life, and I was especially interested in Eastern spirituality and um, Indian spirituality, which I tried, you know, studying books about and all of that, and I didn't really understand it, but it didn't hold me back. I still was very drawn. Then when I was in college, I tried different spiritual paths and different groups, the Eastern Indian ones, and... I kept trying, but I wasn't very good at any of them. I was kind of a failure. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't stop me. I kept looking and looking. And finally, in my last couple of years in college, I connected with a spiritual teacher who was actually American but had himself gone through quite a, a, a process in his awakening that included being with some Indian teachers. And I really connected deeply with him and became one of his followers and was part of that group for 17 years. And um, eventually I went on to another, a second spiritual teacher. And with, with that teacher, in a very short time, I went through a very profound awakening that was really the fulfillment of what I had been searching for all that time in terms of really coming to know to know who I was and how I was connected to God and that there wasn't separation between me and God. And that was a very, very deep shift in my life. And um, I took about a year after that to to just stabilize and just start to integrate my life because I felt like everything had changed in some ways. You know, it was like the foundation of my life had shifted. But it was also kind of a crisis for me a wonderful crisis, but still kind of a crisis because all of a sudden I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. For the first 20 years of my adult life, I had been very dedicated to my awakening and suddenly that had happened and now I was like, okay, now what do I do? And what happened is I started getting visions again and I started having two visions that, again, were recurring a number of times. One was... um, where I was on the side of a volcano and one was where I was at the shore of a very beautiful lake and in both of them I was leading groups of women in ceremony. And within a very short time I fell in love and the man who I was now connected to was living in Hawaii and I went out to Hawaii to visit him and There was the volcano and the lake exactly as I had seen them in my visions. That was pretty powerful for me. And for me, it was a sign. Okay, this is where I'm supposed to be now. So I moved to Hawaii. And my 
my path really changed when I was in Hawaii. It became much more about connecting with the earth as our mother, as a spiritual being, and living in relationship with the earth and the goddess energy of the earth. And also, while I was in Hawaii, I started to get messages from spirit in a different way. I thought it was the beginning of me getting messages from spirit, but now when I look back, I see I was getting messages before. You know, these visions were messages, and there were other ways that I got them, but I wasn't really recognizing them as such. But when I was in Hawaii, I started to really recognize it. It was communication started coming to me. And they were very simple communications, usually just directing me to do something in my life. But it was very clear to me that it was coming from spirit. I I very much felt that and was aware of that. And so that was the other, I would say, significant opening that happened for me during that time when I was in Hawaii. Well, you know, when I hear you talk about your story, you know, it is a progression. And, you know, we. It, I like that you mentioned, you know, I, I bet it was after this awakening and then it happened. It was kind of a crisis because, you know, what sometimes happens for people when we have huge shifts, we do go through a little bit of a crisis because suddenly we're kind of dealing with things that we're in new territory. For me, the crisis was simply trying to integrate um, all of this new information about myself, about the world. I mean, it was just open things up so wide. It takes some time. Um, I think it's beautiful that you know you said took you took a year that you took a year that you know when you were talking about that experience to really integrate it. And uh, certainly, I've had that experience as well. Well, so yeah. so move, moving forward a little bit, then you know when we were talking before the show, and as you've shared with the listeners, you know you're living in Hawaii. And you may have, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, thought that's probably where you would be. But a time came <laughs> when you felt like you had to make a change. So what was that feeling like that you got? Well, you're absolutely right. I thought I was going to live in Hawaii for the rest of my life. And then at the end of 2009, I got a message that I was to leave the big island of Hawaii where I was living. And I was surprised and not exactly clear that this was what I wanted to do. Well, I bet. <laughs> so I checked it out. I checked it out three times just to, to make sure that I was hearing it correctly. The message was very consistent. So I decided to go ahead and follow it because I had had enough experiences at that point with receiving these kinds of messages from spirit where I had seen every time they worked out for the best, absolutely, and oftentimes in ways that I could not have foreseen and certainly could not have choreographed on my own. So I decided I would do this. I would follow it. So I took a few months and, you know, closed up the affairs of my life and packed up all my things and left the big island. But the message had not told me where I was supposed to go, and I didn't know where to go. So I went and visited my family. My family was living on the mainland of the United States, and I went and visited um, both of my parents and found out uh, my parents are separated and both remarried, and found out that my parents were having some issues and needing some help with, you know, aging issues and that kind of thing. And they hadn't communicated this to me, and I wasn't aware of it until I came to visit them and saw what was really going on. And I was so glad that I was there and available to be able to help them. So I did that for about four months. And all the while, as I was doing this, I kept periodically asking Spirit, okay, Spirit, where am I supposed to be living now? Where's my new home? And I got absolutely nothing. No communication at all. But almost to the day that I finished what I was able to do in terms of helping my family, I started getting messages again. And I got a series of messages and guidance that led me to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And so I came here, and as soon as I got here, it was so obvious this is where I was supposed to be. It's like there were rays of light streaming down onto the town, and everything looked like 
shiny and almost golden, and I could almost hear the orchestra swelling in the background. <laughs> and wow. everything I needed was immediately given to me. It was like the red carpet just rolled out. I was given a place to live. I was given, you know, friends to help me, everything right off the bat. So I was very clear. This was it. This was where I was supposed to be. Well, you so know, something... Happened? Oh, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I want to mention something. Uh, you just have such a good way of relating your story. Because um, I experienced that, too, you know, where we are sometimes, you know, we have to kind of take that leap of faith, you know, when we get this clear message. And a lot of times, you know, we want to know what, okay, so we're going to go, like you said, I'm going to see my parents, and then where am I supposed to go? And you get nothing. And... You know, for me, it was such a lesson in trust in knowing that, you know, when it was my time to go, the next thing would come open. And and that happened so beautifully for you. It sure did. And I've come to see it as um, that I'm on a need-to-know basis. And the spirit doesn't seem to think I need to know very much in advance. It comes right in the moment, and it is about trust. And those times when you're waiting and you're in between, really trusting that you're still on your path and you will be guided to whatever you need when it's the right time. And that's been that's been a growth lesson for me. And, you know, I think that the angels try to help me, too. You know, like you said, a need-to-know basis. I tell people all the time, will the seraphim tell me only what I need to know? And they only show mm-hmm. me things when I, when I, then when I need to know them. And I think that's also to help us be more in that present moment, don't you think? You know, where we're not looking too far ahead, where we're able to Absolutely. just trust and, and, and be present, which is really what's required to hear the types of messages that you've experienced, I think, and to be able to open that channel is that we we can't be distracted by, you know, okay, two months from now I'm going to be here and then I'm going to go do this, I'm going to do that, you know, and, and so our minds like to plan things. But I just wanted to mention that because that's been something so predominant with the seraphim myself is just really trusting um, and, and a lot of it requires trust in ourselves, of course, that we're hearing the right thing. But, you know, even you're like, are you sure you want me to move from Hawaii? <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so so I think I it's beautiful that you... About... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just I think it's a beautiful thing that you, you were willing to surrender, to take the action, to find, you know, to and then receive that, hmm. that ne- next message and so forth. Hmm. Thank so, you. Well, I really I wonder follow on what you said about learning to listen because that was a step in my path too. And when the the house that I was guided to and where I was I first landed when I came to Santa Fe was living with a woman who was a psychic. And I told her that, you know, I was so impressed with what she did and I would love to be able to do that. And um and one of the things she told me, she said, I see books all around you. Are you writing books? And I said, no. And she said, I'm sure you're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she said, you know, relative to to receiving messages, she said, you have to be really quiet to be able to, you have to be able to quiet your mind. Are you able to quiet your mind? And it was an interesting question for me because once I went through my awakening, I stopped meditating. I had been meditating for years and years and years prior to that. And after the awakening, I didn't feel like I needed it anymore, and I stopped. And so when she said that, I thought, well, you know, I don't meditate, but I could. I could try that. And so I did. I went and I knew very well how to meditate. And the next morning, I sat in meditation, and that morning, all of a sudden, I felt a presence around me, a very beautiful, attractive presence. And it felt like it was especially centered around my throat. And my sense was that I was blocking it from coming through. Something in my throat was obstructing this presence from really manifesting and coming all the way through. And I just put all my intention on releasing whatever was in me that was blocking this so it could come through. And all of a sudden, a voice started speaking through me that was definitely different from my voice. And simultaneous with the voice starting to speak, 
I got the internal message that this was the voice of Mary Magdalene. And that's when she gave me the first message, which was quite different from the messages I had received previously. It wasn't just a simple directive, do this. It was a full discourse, a full talk with amazing wisdom and instruction coming through. And I was just blown away. And that was my first experience with Mary. Well, you know, it's it it's a it's a beautiful thing, and you know, I think that uh, you know, just for people out there who do receive information, you know, I think that when we're learning to open that channel, you know, and and a, and it, it is a process. I think it's different for other people, but you know, getting just those shorter messages initially, you know, it's like I didn't always just be able to spit out an angel message every week, you know, um, <laughs> given to me by the angels, you know, every you know, every time that we do the show. And they usually give it to me like right at the last minute, so I have to kind of just trust that they're going to be there and give it to me. Um, but, you know, so I, I, I appreciate you kind of sharing the process. You know, it's like when you first got, you know, messages, they were kind of short. And then suddenly, you know, here's Mary Magdalene. So what... What were you What were you thinking, out of curiosity? I know that's not even a planned question, you know. But what were you thinking when all of a sudden here's Mary Magdalene? The first thing I thought of is, why would Mary Magdalene ever come to me? Why would she choose me? It was complete doubt of myself in the moment, and that was the very first thing she addressed when she started to speak. She said, "I am here." Do not doubt my presence. Doubt is part of your mind. I am here to help free you from your doubting mind. And that really helped me. It it helped me in so many ways. It helped me to feel that this was absolutely real, that I wasn't just making this up, and that she was and and she was directly addressing me and I calmed down. I just relaxed and I felt like her words allowed me to open and be available to her and what she wanted to say rather than focusing on myself and how could this be happening to me. And as soon as that shift happened in me, she shifted. And then she started talking about what I sensed was the real message that she wanted to bring through. And um, did she... Well, let's see. You know, we were talking... Talking about your, we are talking about your book, you know, tonight and all of that. Would you like to read the first message for the listeners? Oh, I would love to. I think Mary would so like that is, too, don't you? You think I, what? I said Mary would like us to do that too. Oh, I Mary, I'm sure she would. She is so <laughs> passionate about wanting to connect with people and wanting to help people, and that's what I felt like all her messages were about. So, yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So this is what she went on to say. I have waited 2,000 years to come forth for the turning of the ages when the divine feminine can be received, honored, and reinstated in her rightful place as the equal partner and lover of the divine masculine. There is much to be done for this to be accomplished, for the Divine Feminine has suffered much repression and denial so that most are afraid of her and no longer know her. I am here to help change that. This is the time for the Feminine to come to the front, to lead in this progression into the new age. It is a time of love and honoring of the Feminine, listening to the Feminine, and allowing the Feminine to lead so that balance may be reestablished and we may become whole. And what does this mean for all of you? You are in the process of learning to reconnect with, trust, and open to the feminine within yourself as your body, your sexuality, your emotions. You are learning to surrender your thinking to pure presence to surrender your lower mind to the heart. In doing this, the veil surrounding your sacred mind can be lifted and the marriage of the sacred heart and sacred mind can occur. 
You are to celebrate that marriage through the ongoing joy of bringing the light into your body, merging it with love, and sending this empowered love light out into the world. Many of you have become alienated from the feminine within yourself. You've become afraid and cut off from your body and your emotions and your sexuality and your feeling heart. It will take practice and re-engagement of these sacred parts of yourself to reopen to these pathways of the divine within you. It is not enough to think about this change. It is not enough to gather knowledge. You are tending to be unbalanced with your collecting knowledge about the world, yourself, and what is happening. It can be helpful to understand, but that will not make a difference if it is not balanced with practice and action. It is like raising a child. If you are a parent and are raising a child, It can be helpful to read books, go to classes, and talk with others about raising children. But if that is all you do, you will not serve the children. Most important is what you actually do with the children that will make a difference for them, your engagement with them every day. Right now, you are in a grand process of transformation and growth. And you are the parent to yourself. The most important thing is your engagement, your practice with yourself on a daily basis. The feminine parts of yourself have suffered and are shut down, atrophied from not being embraced and engaged for so long. So now it will take practice and engagement to change that. There are some who understand this, who have engaged this practice themselves and who can help you to learn these practices. This one who channels this message is such a one. Now is the time to learn these practices and engage them continually. It will take time, but such a short time compared to the eons of time that these parts of you have been shut down. Your body is beautiful. Your sexuality is sacred. Your emotions are pathways to God. Your presence is a blessed gift. Your open heart is the most powerful vessel of transformation, of receiving divine light and empowering it with love. Understand this. But do not stop there. Learn the practices for receiving and transmitting love light through all these channels and practice this until it becomes a dance, a joy, a beautiful part of who you are and what you bring to all. I love you most dearly. I champion your transformation. And through that, the transformation of your world. In love and light, I am Mary Magdalene. I have goosebumps all over myself right now. (laughs) I, that is such a, you know, just speaking to the unity of both the sacred masculine, sacred feminine, such a part of the shift that we're in and, a lot of the teaching done on the show, you know, when I do my teaching shows, is is about those practices. You know, I'm always telling people, it's like, you know, you, you, the, and, and what you said, the greatest gift is, which is so true. Right now, if you just, like you said, engagement, taking action, practicing, it's like what would have taken somebody a whole lifetime to let go of can happen so rapidly, so quickly. And, like, I think of my journey, you've been on a journey for a long time, practice, 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 you know. Now we're seeing people probably, you know, that, you know, in in a year instead of 20, you know, suddenly they're right where you're at, you know, because the opportunity right now is so incredible for us to take enormous leaps. But what Mary says, and that's how it speaks to me, and I want to hear your how it really affected you the first time that she gave you this message, is 
just that, um, you know, that we you just have to practice. You have to, you just got to, it's almost like stay in motion, keep at it, you know, and, and the rest really follows. What a powerful message, Mercedes. And thank you to Mary because um, I have to mention that, you know, we behind the scenes here we're having all kinds of technical issues, but this this show is still on, and and I I'm getting goosebumps again. I think Mary and the Seraphim are helping us out to to deliver this tonight. So bless bless them and bless all of us who who can feel it and know things are changing so rapidly, so quickly, and to be love. To and the emotions being uh, our pathway to God, Amen. Absolutely, you know we cannot reject those those emotions. They're such a beautiful gift that we get being on this planet. I feel so. So how was it for you? when, you know, here you are, and you this huge, profound message from Mary. You know, how did this affect you? I was absolutely dissolved by the end and this was the experience that I had all the time and since then too whenever I communicate with her is that she's not only giving me this exquisite message but I feel her I feel her state and it is so beautiful and so sublime that I was just melted by the end until I had a thought and the thought was I'm not going to remember this And that was completely unacceptable to me. It was so obvious that this message was intended for many people, not just me by any means. And I was like, I have to record this so that I can pass this on and share it. And so without a moment's hesitation, I said to her, will you repeat this message so I can go get my computer and type it into my computer and record it? She said, yes. And I went and got my computer. I'm a very fast typist, so I knew I could do this. And she gave me the entire message verbatim identical to the first time again. And what that did for me was, first of all, allowed me to record the message, which I so wanted to do. But beyond that, it absolutely affirmed for me that this was Mary Magdalene I was speaking to. Because I could not have recreated that message word for word, identical to the first time, but she did it. So that was huge for me. You know, when I first started receiving these big, you know, messages, download, you know, kind of things, you know, I was like that too. It's like, ah, I got to remember all this. I got to remember all this, you know. And um, but when it's when it's coming from straight from source, from the divine, you know. Our minds don't have to grab every single word, you know. It, but it's, it's, uh, you know, with all this beautiful energy coming in, you know. Did you have any issues with grounding yourself, you know, um, or anything not. like that? Because <laughs> that's what no, I have. I felt her message is so much about balance, and I feel like she right. incarnates that. And I felt more balanced receiving her messages, Wonderful. and that was another sign to me that this was her and this was real what was happening so what happened was I did not realize it at the time when I got this first message but this was the first of a whole series of messages that went on for a month long period where every day she gave me another message and this first message which was actually her thesis statement for a whole book that she was ready to give to me and she she did that. She downloaded it chapter by chapter, message by message. And each one, I might add, came out in perfect form. The way that I just read that message is the way that I received it. And that just amazed me that I was just a scribe taking down this absolutely perfect and what seemed to me brilliant message. And there ended up being 25 messages. And they're 25. all recorded now. Twenty-five messages, right? And they're all recorded in the book, which is called "Mary Magdalene Beckons Join the River of Love." Well, I, 
I'm grateful to God for you, you know, being able to be the one that, that she chose to to help her deliver these messages. Um, wow, you know, and, and I know you probably feel just as blessed as I do someday. It's just like, how often do you get to hang out with Mary Magdalene? Or how often do you get to hang out with a bunch of seraphim angels? You know, they're real big, big angels, you know. But to be here, you know, and, and why, she, you know, and and I'm. Would you like to share a little bit about you know? Did she tell you why now? You know why why now is you know and, oh, and there's a yes. lot. So let's she let's talk about what's going on now and and why why did why now is said, after two thousand years is is she here to tell us this? It's very specific and it's it was it's not coincidental at all. She said that this we are moving into a new age. She absolutely affirmed that, as so many people feel and are speaking about. And she said that this new age has everything to do with it, with us coming into balance between the masculine and feminine, and that that balance will be the gateway into the new age because it's all about the union and the unity of the masculine and feminine. And there's so much that she said about that in her messages about why that is and about how we create that balance and are able to move into that unity. And she said that, um, and she also gave information about herself and about her relationship with Yeshua. She always referred to him as Yeshua, which was his Aramaic name, and um, saying that they were, she, she said that they were holy husband and holy wife that they were in a sacred relationship, which they were both prepared for. She was prepared through being a priestess of Isis and especially through being trained in the sex magic of Isis, which was the sacred sexuality pathway in the Temple of Isis. And that Yeshua was trained in his own background and in his preparation for their coming together and that part of what they were doing was engaging sacred sexuality, and that this was um, an integral part of their whole spiritual path and spiritual work and service in the world, because they understood that this was an avenue, one one, one means of spiritual transformation, of becoming transforming themselves into pure light their energy bodies into pure light and empowering their spiritual body for and specifically they were both working to empower Yeshua in order for him to be able to do his full work and the miracles that he came to do and that um that they this was a relationship between the two of them as equals and that they were equal partners. I believe that she was a teacher as well as him being a teacher. But she said that they both knew that the world was not ready at that time to receive her in her role as equal partner and teacher of the divine and that the world would not be ready for 2,000 years and that it's because we're ready now to receive this and because we need this so much this time right now is all about incarnating the divine feminine that we're ready to receive her and we need her in her role as guide and leader and she she refers to herself as midwife that she's midwifing us into this new age well, you know, that's beautiful. And if you look at their, you know, relationship, which I know a lot of people have questioned, that's really is a representation of the union of the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. You know, that's absolutely they are the most exquisite model. And when she talks about her love of Yeshua, oh, it's just heart melting. You can feel it so strongly, the power of their love and the power of their union. And she's saying this is available to all of us, whether we're in relationship with another person or not, because that union happens within ourselves. And the first and fundamental form of that union is is our inner union of our masculine and feminine and our union with God as Mother God, Father God. And now we know exactly why. And it was interesting with the angel message, which happens quite a bit, where it follows 
what the message of the guest will, you know, will be on the show really is about inner unity. And and so I'm so so beautifully that that's sort of come full circle talking to you this evening on the show about that, you know, bringing those things into balance within ourselves and and definitely the angels and um there are times when I can hear like all the angels at once and what they tell me and what I hear over and over again is God's call for unity. Mm, in all aspects and calling all the children you know of light which we are together beyond boundaries beyond space and time beyond culture beyond anything and and so it's such a profound thing going on and we have so so much advantage i think with the internet shows like this you know Ways that we can put this information out makes us really ready to be able to to receive these messages and get them out to the masses in, a, in an easier way. I'm so grateful for the technology. Um, you know, that allows me to do this show every week to talk to people like yourself because we are all coming together as a global community um, rather than being a reflection of that separation or, or you know even the repression of that you know, sacred feminine inside of, you know, ourselves and in the world at large. So, you know, uh, thank God for, you know, everyone that's participating in this shift. The listeners on my show who I know are a bunch of seekers, and I love seekers because just like you, you just, you just keep, you just keep going, you know, and you, and you surrender and, you know, we don't do everything perfect the first time, of course, you know, so we just have to, do it better next time, you know, and, and accept and kind of flow with what I think is so beautiful about the title of the book is Join the River of Love. Now, of course, that makes me i almost sound a little bit like a hippie, I guess, but we do have to join this river of love that, that we're literally immersed in every single day, Mercedes, aren't we? Every day. That's right. And, and she describes that so beautifully that there are beings of light who are holding us in this river as soon as we let go, as soon as we allow ourselves to start to flow with it instead of what, we tend, what we're tending to do oftentimes, which is working against it. And, uh, oh, I love that description. Well, and, it, and that's what I have seen, you know, more and more of me awakening all the time is that, you know, we look at every, everything in the human eyes, of course, is very stationary, but from a spiritual, our spiritual mind, it's not. And uh, when we're distracted by life, which happens, you know, we work a job, we've got people that rely on us, we've got all these things that we're, they're going and doing and, and very active right now. But when we do that from a place of balance, of that pure love, miracles happen. I have told by the angels that we haven't seen anything of, in, in regards to miracles yet, that there is tremendous, um, like, mind-blowing miracles ahead of us as a, as a, as a race of beings uh, here on the planet. And so I really, lo- I really look forward to the balance. You know, I think what's... Um, we're going to talk about balance, balance, unity, unity tonight. But it, with what is going on energetically, the angels have been talking about it ever since the beginning of the year. We were talking about it before the show. So intense. Um, not a bad thing, but just intense, you know. And so I think the river's not only flowing, but it's just like torrentially moving right now. And a Not lot of people are, uh, yeah, yeah. And so we're on the rapids going, you know, and we're like, yay, we love this. And uh, part of the time we're going, we're going to fall out of the boat, you know. <laughs> but we just have to remind ourselves that, you know, the angels have our paddles, you know. Mary's got her back, you know. We have to kind of remind ourselves of that. So I want to tell that that's my message for all the listeners tonight is, um, and who will be listening to the show ongoing, you know, is that, you know, there's such a beautiful flow of pure love around us all the time. And we have to make a choice to be a part of that every day, don't we? Mm-hmm. Whether someone Even in every moment. 
yeah, when people come, people are, you know, having a bad day or they take something out on us, you know, or whatever, you know, we, we have to choose that, don't we, every moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I'm, I think you should make and bumper stickers. I think you should make bumper stickers that say, join the river of love. We'll start a bump, uh, bumper sticker campaign. And we'll stick it on everybody. I'll I'll put one on my car if you make if you make them. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that great. Be cool. Well, that came that phrase came from her very last message. Actually, I think it's the last paragraph of her last message, where she says uh, she said, "I and all the beings of 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 light are calling to you to join us in the river of love." And it was. Very moving. <laughs> I'm enraptured by that. I'm so visual too. So I, I just in, I, in the, I know. Am I being corny tonight? Probably, but I think that is just uh, perfect. Just perfect mm. to join yeah. the river of love. So I invite everybody this upcoming week <laughs> to join. Uh, Mercedes and Mary and I in the river of love because I that's that's where I'll be and Sounds I know great <laughs> yeah let's we're gonna do this so well um do you uh you know I know you've got the book out trying to get these messages how many messages you said 25 are in the book as well 25 as your five messages and they're her the exact messages as she gave them, and then my commentary after each of the messages. Wonderful. And and so are you going to be having some events around these messages, or what do you have planned in the future, or or will they not, she not you know, give that to you just yet? Oh, no, she's already <laughs> coming down the pike with the next book. <laughs> awesome. That's great. <laughs> so I am working on book number two. Her her primary focus in the first book was about our emotions and about how to respond to pain because she said this is the number one thing that's holding most of us back, that pain was intended to carry us into union with God. And most of us don't understand that yet. And so that's what she's focusing on more than anything else in the first book, Mary Magdalene Beckham's. In the second book, she's going into sacred sexuality and giving the instructions as she learned them in the Temple of Isis for the, for the step-by-step practice of learning sacred sexuality. So that's coming next. But she she knew the first book, she wanted the emotional work to come first, partly because she felt like it was going to do the most to change our life and to help us move into the new age, and partly because we needed that first as the foundation before we were ready for the next level of the sacred sexuality work. So it's a progression. Well, that, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that book. I know. <laughs> you know, it's it's like I find I just you know finally released this novel that they told me I'd write 15 years ago, and so everyone's like, "Where's number two? You know, and I'm like, "I'm I'm, I'm living it right now." Um, <laughs> so it's 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 quite a process to have you know to to be a be sort of that ambassador like you are for Mary, like I am for right. these, the, you know the angels, the seraphim especially, um, who are the you know the host of heaven. And uh, so I really honor the work that you're doing. Uh, Mercedes would love to have you back on. You know, of course, when you have the next book, uh, you and Mary complete that next book. So how can people get a hold of you? I want you to have a chance to share your website here and and any last thoughts that you'd like to leave the listeners. Thank you. Well, I have two websites. One is MercedesKirkle.com, and Kirkle is K-I-R-K-E-L, and that one includes all the different services I offer, private sessions, classes, workshops, events. There's a calendar of events there. And my blog with other channeled messages that I get that I regularly share with people. And then the um, website that's specifically devoted to Mary is MaryMagdalenBeckins.com. And that's Mary, M-A-R-Y. Magdalene is M-A-G-D-A. L E N E and then Beckons B E C K O N S dot com. 
and that has a page where you can order the book, and the book is in paperback and ebook. And um, it's also available through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, and bookstores. Well, wonderful, Mercedes. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you to, of course, to Mary Magdalene for a wonderful message for all the listeners tonight. And I wish you nothing but the best, Mercedes. And thank you for doing the work that you came to do. Bless you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, stay stay in touch, dear, and thanks so much. Okay, well, many blessings to you and all your listeners. Thank you. Wow, you know, all my regular listeners out there, you know, I am just, my whole body is literally just vibrating right now. Um, what an experience, because I could really feel, you know, I could feel Mary Magdalene. Um, what wonderful, you know, information about Mercedes that's been shared with us this evening. And what a beautiful gift after such a tragic week. I know that we've had so many things going on out there. I'll tell you what, you know, there's conspiracy theorists. You'll hear all these things. People like to make up stories, but don't you listen to it. All you think about this upcoming week, even if, you know, we're all feeling like we're whitewater rafting, just remind yourself, right, it's the river of love, right? Cool. That's what I'm going to focus on this week when I'm trying to catch my breath, kind of literally because actually myself, I've been uh, retracing some old childhood issues, so I've been a little ill, but I'm on the mend. And, you know, I've got some great, uh, very great stuff coming up here since I've got a couple minutes to let you know. I am actually rebroadcasting next Friday on the 26th, Embracing Our Light. You know, that show, again, just like this one, very powerful, Embracing Our Light uh, with David Matthew Brown, who's become a great friend, and he's a wonderful speaker, teacher. You should subscribe to his blog because he's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and rebroadcast that. The angel said that um, those that missed that one will definitely want to tune in. Um, but they did tell me I would get an angel message for the, for the uh, at least to post on Facebook, so we won't miss that because they don't want to miss a week. Then on the uh, then on the third, we've got uh, I've got another special guest, and the title is "Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable." So, rah, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with that week. And then after that, I've got a wonderful gal coming on. And we're going to talk about, you know, believe it and it's true. You know, we talk about a lot, the power of belief on this show. Uh, So Deborah uh, Lloyd will be joining me for that show. And so we've got a couple minutes here. You know, I want to say that this is definitely, for for so many of us, been a whirlwind uh, year already. Can you believe that it's already heading toward the end of April? I can't believe it can't believe that my show's in its, uh, you know, second year, too. So I just want to uh, send blessings to all of you who regularly listen to the show, who support my work, the work of those wonderful beings that I'm so blessed to have on the show every week as my guests so that they can share their messages with all of you. Just call for the angels this week. You know, they're really right by your side they're actually all around you in this river of love we've been talking about this evening. You know, and I always adore doing this show. And so, you know, it's about all the time we have this evening. So hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Move into that frequency of unity, which is what we've been talking about. Let go of the division inside of yourselves. Surrender to the flow of the divine inside of yourselves. So I just want you to close your eyes for a minute and just think about the river of love that being surround us and when we let go, we're always going to be enough. We're always going to be in the right place at the right time and everything is going to simply be one step after the other. That's all i got to do, right, is just keep stepping. So to all you wonderful people out there, I love you and I love this show. And I'm grateful for you, grateful for the angels. So until next time, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. I know that you are, and the angels know that you are too. 
So take care and have a wonderful week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.